24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer via kabel salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de Eter. Every Monday from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning for your spiritual blessings and upliftment. For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz ETA and 103.8 MHz on cable. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Razo! Voice of Niger is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Niger. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-550. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. One Team Zuidoost helps you with all your questions regarding renting and living. Do you have questions about the amount of your rent, overdue maintenance, your lease and our service costs? Call or email us. You can also contact us with questions about the upcoming rent increase. We are currently helping our customers by phone and email. Von Team Zuidoost can be reached on telephone number 020-523-0170 or by email zuidoost at voninfo.nl. Also during this time, Von Team Zuidoost is at your service.
and this morning we'd like to say this a warm welcome. This is Radio Voice of Niger coming to you on you know Airwaves of Radio Razo. My name is Apostle Larry Duncan. It's a joy to be coming your way this glorious morning. And we trust that the day has a lot in stock for you, for me, for all of us. As is our custom, we'd like to open this morning's show with a word of prayer. And uh, I want you to please just uh, join me as we offer a word of prayer unto the Lord our God. And Father, we thank you for your awesomeness, your power, your greatness. Bless us today, O oh God, and cause us to walk in your ways. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from all evil. We plead the blood of Jesus over our nation, our homes, over our families, and all our loved ones. Thank you for how you have kept us until now. We have confidence that you will keep us further. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Be glorified today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bless this program. Touch every home we're reaching right now and in the next few hours. Let their lives never be the same. Bless them richly. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen. your soul with water and soap. Your soul can only be washed oh by something spiritual. Something tangible physical. And be washed with music with the word of God. With prayer. And that's what I invite you to do today. Wash your soul. Get yourself ready. Be at peace with yourself. In the name of Jesus.
Trust that you are allowing the song to wash over your soul, to bring you the relief that you need. Music is therapeutic, it's powerful, especially anointed music. Music washing the blood of Jesus will do you a lot of good. Connect with the Lord, connect your spirit with Him, connect your soul with Him, and get yourself right with God. This is our inspirational segment. This is Radio Voice of Niger coming to you on the airways of Radio Razo 105.2 MHz on ETA, 103.8 on cable. We also stream live on sato.nl, Razo slash Razo, or on uh, Razo Amsterdam. I'm well, sorry about that, not quite. Uh, well, sato.nl slash Razo. 
At this juncture, I would like to bring to you the song for today. And then I'll tell you what's coming up today. We have a special guest that this morning we're going to be talking about COVID. COVID is not so nice to hear about, but we just can't help it. It is just there and we have to deal with it. Until we find a solution, we'll keep dealing with it. So we're going to have a very special talk, a reality check about COVID-19. So stand by and stand with me. Let's do it together. That will be actually from the from nine o'clock this morning. But for now, we are focused on the on spiritual matters. Our hearts, our souls, must be right with God. Now, this morning's psalm is taken from Psalm 32. It says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputed no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my, my roaring all day long. Day and night, my thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture was turned to drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgivest the iniquity of my sin. For this shall everyone. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floors of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. Be not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusted in the Lord, mercy shall come pass about him. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Amen and amen.
very shortly we'll bring it to you, the word of the Lord, for the next half hour. Uh, the, the segment is dubbed The Miracles of Jesus by our favorite hostess and preacher, Apostle Helen Rudakino. And right after that, we'll have the news and then we'll enter into our health segment talking about COVID-19. Stand by and make sure you do not go anywhere. from the word of God the miracles of Jesus Uh, time 
we call it uh, the miracle the miracles of Jesus so it's a time when I try to share the word of God and uh, let every person that is outside there know that Jesus is the same yesterday today and forevermore he changes not if you really believe in his word and you act according to his word you will activate his miracles all around you with God all things are possible so it doesn't really matter the situation that is confronting you as the word of God comes now just take it as a part of instruction to your personal life there's no thing that you will lose when the word of God comes and you have tuned in to listen rather it will make you it will lift you up it will encourage you and it will put you on the right track so as it comes now just accept it and use it for the glory of his name hallelujah they I'm going to talk on something that is always too common in our lips and uh, we talk about it almost every day and most of the time we don't know the cost of it so this morning the Lord woke me up and he said to me speak about this the cost of hatred <laughs> hallelujah the cost of hatred now I'm going to open up your eyes to see few things which you do not really know about um uh, hatred. I personally never knew that it was costly. Because when I listen to people, uh, and when people are making, uh, want to complain to me, or they want to uh, bring another person to talk about what somebody else has done to them, you know, as a minister, you always put your ear down to listen to people. And then you see believers talking, I just hate this sister, I just hate this man, I just hate this woman, I just hate this child, I just hate this. And I go about and say, what? What do you go about hating people this way? I mean, it's a very strong word to use that if actually we become matured in the things of the Lord, we will dare not be using that word. So as the word comes to elevate you, I pray that this word called hatred would no more be something that you easily speak out from your own lips of clay, minimize or stop it, put a stoppage to it and and choose a better, choose a lighter word to use than to say, I hate this person. Of course, we are permitted to hate one thing and that is sin. But apart from sin, any other thing, you are not authorized to hate. Say a big amen. So, one fateful day, I said to myself, I was just going uh, to, 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 to buy hatred. I just want to go and buy it because I wanted to know the cost of hatred. So I somehow decided to branch into a shop where I know that this very shop deals with hatred and can really sell hatred to the quantity that I would want. So the moment uh, this um, uh, seller 
who, who I know is a, a real business person. I don't want to use man or woman. So spotted that I was at the vicinity of, of their shop. Quickly ran to me, and then I wound up my car, uh, the glass of my car. I said, I would want to buy something from you this wonderful day. He quickly uh, rushed and asked me, what do you think you want to buy? Because you don't normally come to my shop. I said, business person, thank you. Uh, it's like I thought you would be so busy not to know other people that normally come to your shop. But today, please permit me, I've come to your shop. I want just a cup of thread. <laughs> he just looked at me and uh, well, uh, glared at me and then said, hmm, and sighed heavily. He said, hmm, a cup of hatred? You said just a cup of hatred. I said, yes. He smiled again and he asked, do you think you can afford a whole cup of hatred? I said, how much does it cost? Mm. He took a deep breath and started telling me the cost of just a cup of hatred. Now listen, it started from the first list. He says, it will first of all take your inner peace. I said, what? Hatred take your will surely take your inner peace. And when you do not have peace, it means you are confused. If you as a believer would not have peace for a moment, it means that you will be confused for the whole year. Because lack of peace brings a lot of disaster in a home, in a society, in a community. And he said to me, it will cost you incurable worries. I said, just a cup of hatred? He said, yes. You will not have peace. You will have incurable worries. That means your worries will range from the known to the unknown. You will just have an alert of worriedness all the time. Bo, 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 alert. You know, you will be alerted all the time because series of worries, series of things you've not yet accomplished, series of problems which you have not yet gotten solution to will just continue to alert you. This guy said to me, a cup of hatred will eat up your heart. Mm. That means there will be no more space for me to have any other 
nothing apart from hatred. So my total heart will be occupied by hatred. So I'll go about fuming around, trying to know to know what the person I've hated is doing. If I hear any little progress in their side, I will double my hatred. If I hear any sound of laughter from their side, I will feel like just killing myself. If I just hear somebody saying good about that person I've hated, oh, it would be like I'm being grounded. You see? So my whole heart will just be occupied on just one issue. Hating the person, hating and trying to make sure that that person, I don't think anything good about that person. So while I'm busy not wanting to think good about this person, I'm 24-7 so overwhelmed with worriedness and at the same time, I have no more peace. Hmm. I took a deep breath. I said, tell me more. He turned the second page of his note. He continued. He said, you will be deeply bitter whenever you set your eyes on the person you hate. And you have seen now that the wall, even though we will say it's big, yet it's very small. So if I will be deeply embittered anytime I set my eyes on the person I hate, then you will now tell me how you'll be able to cope up if the person you have hated is in the same house with you. If uh, the worst part is to help to hate your spouse, hate your children. Some will say, I just hate my second daughter or I hate my first. Oh, what a shame. Some will say, I hate somebody in my working place. How? And that is where you go to spend eight to nine hours every day. So now, can you imagine how embittered your heart will be, will, will be and how it will be panting so heavily just when that person you've hated pass your face? Maybe going to the restroom or going to take a cup of coffee and you are walking all in the same place. Or those of you who say you go to the same church and then you have categorized the sort of people you will love and the sort of people you will hate. And then you go to church only to go and sit miserably. Even when you are dancing, waving your handkerchief, it just reflects that you are in competition. You show that you are just dancing to show, not to praise God, but you are dancing to show. Oh my God. When a pastor in the pop, uh, who's supposed to stand and bring the word of God that will set people free now is hateful, then you could see the sort of vermin that will be coming out from the pulpit. He will narrate all every story just to undermine the set of people he has hated in his church and the ones that he has not hated, if he forgot that he's feeding every one of them with pain and bitterness. Oh, the last thing he told me that shook me and I couldn't even wait anymore. It wasn't the last, but I told myself, no, 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 I can't continue to listen. He said, when others are celebrating, you will always be looking for why that person doesn't deserve that celebration. And 
like uh, that uh, that man that hated Mordecai in the book of Esther. Do you remember Haman? How how he hated Mordecai. So no matter how other people were hailing him when he comes to the gate of the king and when he is right on his donkey or his horse, you know, when the king has elevated him to be the second in command, yet he was not satisfied because of just one Mordecai that was not bowing to him. So hatred will make you not to see anything good anymore around you except just observing that person who you hate and then when they are heaping honors on that person it's like you just want to take your life mm -mm -mm. i believe that many who are listening to me right now you can identify with what i'm trying to to say when i went to buy just a cup of hatred this business seller told me you will become so weak and tired of seeing the person. In other words, I'll be wishing that the person dies. Have you ever thought about hatred? Just a cup of hatred giving you all of this havoc which I am mentioning. Because it's very easy for us to say, I hate this person. But we've not thought it very deeply to see the consequences of what that word can mean to us first before the people we are trying to give it to. So this businessman told me whenever the person I hate laughs, I will be crying. I said, how? He said, yes, that's the way. Because you've been so connected in hating that person. So even if that person is not in your vicinity and he is doing something that is bringing laughter to him, you will feel it. You will see that you will just remember and you will sigh. Your soul will be connected to the person's soul and you will only sigh. You only hiss. Have you, have, you, have you been in the midst of joy and all of a sudden you remember what you didn't feel like remembering and then your face changed and then you see yourself sighing. Remembering a past relationship that dumped you. Remembering your husband, your past husband, uh, you know, ex-husband that could not uh, take you as something. And then even when the, the recent one is lavishing you with love, you cannot you are not able to receive because we are still focused on the one that dumped you, looking for a way to revenge. So, he said to me, while others are busy planning their future, you will be busy looking for how to pull the person you love, you hate down. So, while people are planning how they can go to the next level of their life, those who have gone to buy a cup of hatred only spend their time thinking of how to pull other people down. Do you see why the wicked people in our villages don't prosper? Do you see why from time to time they're only looking for the downfall of 
the innocent ones. Do you see why they don't sleep and they become nocturnal beings walking in the night when nobody will see them just going to witch doctor's homes just to go and prepare some concussion which will take effect in the morning? While others are thinking on how to send their children to school, go abroad and learn, these wicked folks, they are only thinking of how to poison them. How they can go to where they are doing any event so they can poison them. So they think of nothing good apart from evil. What a horrific way of living life. <sighs> it is so terrible. And then he said, ah, my new point to be, you will die before your time and go to hell just because you refused to keep the commandment of your God. I said, eh? So, the seller was still busy counting what a cup of hatred would cost me when I shunned him, realizing how expensive hatred is, I drove off. I left the scene immediately and then went and packed my car. You know, I had to breathe down very deep because I realized I cannot afford it to buy even a cup of hatred. I told myself that I refuse to pay such a huge amount when I can love easily. Brethren, whoever have listened to me, I encourage you this hour never to allow anybody to bring you to a point of hatred. Because it is too exorbitant for you to afford. Why would you want to useless your life with all of these things that I have mentioned? That gives you palpitation of heart. That takes away your joy. Takes away your peace. Takes away your future. Why would you want to give up all of this when you could have easily loved? Now let me let me use some scriptures to buttress why you should not go to the shop to buy hatred any further. I don't know where you've been going and where you've been sitting and then they've been marketing and selling it. They package it in such a way that it looks very enticing. Please, never you, never spend any cent in buying any cup of hatred. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 John, chapter 4. Please go with me quickly. 1 John is in the New Testament. The Bible says from verse 19 and 21. He says, we love him because he first loved us. If a man says, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath not seen, how can he love God when he hath not seen him? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. So do you see that? 
If you cannot love your brother who you are seeing, then there is no need to say you love God because you just see him. So we are commanded to love because God first loved us. Think about the time when you are safe with iniquity. God sent forth his only begotten son by the name Jesus to come and die for us so that we can be reconciled with him. God did not abandon us in the hand of the devil. He did not abandon us on the table of fornication, on the desk of abortion. God did not abandon us when we were murderers. God did not abandon us. He did not pay us evil for evil. He had compassion. As much as he loved us, even at the depth of our sin, we are commanded to love others the same way. If you cannot love your brother who is physically present, you cannot love God who you don't see. So those of you who go about having so many lists of people of who are in your blacklist, you say, they did this to me last year, they did this to you two years ago, they spoke to my mother this way, and my uncle treated my mother this way, you are wasting your time. You see, if you look at your life, and you, you look at, you look at the truth I've just unveiled now, you will find out that most of the things I've made mention about, lack of joy, you don't have you don't you have it lack of peace you have it strange sicknesses walking in your body incurable sicknesses palpitation of heart you are not joyful when others are rejoicing you see that these are all marks of what hallmarks for those who hate so you better repent you better repent before this thing costs you he that hated his brother or his sister is in darkness. And he walketh in darkness and knoweth neither where he goeth. Can you afford to be grooming? Could be grouping like a blind person? Year in, year out, 2019 is about to come to an end again. It just remains about four months. And you go about grouping, you find this business, yeah, yeah, yeah. You find another business, yeah, yeah, yeah. You find another business, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day you just group. You're not able to accomplish one single thing in a year. To group means you walk like a blind person who cannot see. Why? Because the darkness that is in you is so plenty for not loving your own brother. Hey, the last scripture apostle please. 1st John chapter 3. 1st <clears throat> John chapter 1 verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not have the truth. So, we cannot be deacons and elders in our respective churches and you are hating somebody you are a hater we cannot occupy those positions and yet people are struggling asking for a release for us to just release them from our heart and we are not able it means we can never have fellowship with Christ. 
Why? Because we are walking in darkness. The truth is not in us. Oh, brethren, we are not permitted at all to hate. The only time we are to hate is that we have to what hate sin. Psalm 97 verse 10. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Hello? Say I will hate evil from henceforth. Say I will hate evil from henceforth. Ha! Proverbs 13 verse 5. A righteous man hated lies. Do you see that? <laughs> Say I will hate lies. Right. So that's the time you're only permitted to hate. You're not permitted to hate a human being, but you are permitted to hate lies. You are permitted to hate evil. From today, child of God, I encourage you to love God with all your heart and do everything to keep his stature. Do everything to avoid hating other people. It doesn't matter. Offenses are yet about to come, but do not be the one through which it will come, and also do not be the one who will practice the outcome of it. Outcome of offense leads to insult. People people will insult you, people will talk evil about you, people will hate you, they will isolate from you, but let those things not make you to ever hate anybody. I want to pray for somebody who have identified with this word of exhortation this day and you want to be set free from the spirit of hate. Lift up your hand right now and, and, and put it on your chest. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word that have come. It has touched me and I confess that I have been living in hate. Forgive me for hating other people. If you can, please mention those people's name. Say, Lord, forgive me for hating them. Give me a new heart that I may love them. Though it may be difficult, help me by your spirit to love them and never to remember what they have done to me any further. Thank you that your spirit will heal me and give me a fresh new beginning from this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, be sure that... Your questions regarding renting and living. Do you have questions about the amount of your rent, overdue maintenance, your lease and our service costs? Call or email. Well, Team Zuidoost helps you with all your questions regarding renting and living. Do you have questions about the amount of your rent, overdue maintenance, your lease and our service costs? Call or email us. You can also contact us with questions about the upcoming rent increase. We are currently helping our customers by phone and email. Von Team Zuidoost can be reached on telephone number 020-523-0170. Or by email zuidoost at voninfo.nl. Also during this time, Von Team Zuidoost is at your service.
Good morning once again. Listeners out there, it's a joy yeah, to be with you at this time. Well, uh, hopefully you have been enjoying the uh, preceding uh, items. The powerful religious item, uh, how to buy in a cup of tea. I enjoy this so much. I always enjoy that message. Well, right now we have left the inspiration segment and uh, we are in our health segment. As I promised, we're going to be having a reality check today on the COVID-19. COVID-19. And so I'll be having a guest who is actually on standby and will be joining us shortly. But before that, I would like to play a song here. Some people compose about COVID-19. We'll use that as a prelude to open our broadcast this morning. As usual, we welcome you to interact with us during this program. Uh, feel free to call and to remark, uh, contribute, and that'll be, that'll be very nice. So... number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold, and the number of affected countries has tripled. This is a song that somebody composed about COVID-19. As you know, COVID has spawned a lot of creativity all around the world. And everybody's having a say. And what about you? So don't be silent. Never think you are immune. Be cautious when you go out there. Let's stand together. Let's stand together, he says. Fight the virus. They call it Corona. Okay, I'm going to hold it right there. We'll get back to this song later, hopefully in the program. And let me, on this note, welcome our guest this morning, Jason, Jason Van Hesewa. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Oh, awesome, awesome. It's great to have you. Thank uh, you very much. I hope you had a good night. I definitely had. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a pleasure to have you this morning in this segment. Well, as you know, COVID-19 is still very much around. Mm-hmm. And our world is still dealing with it, still trying to deal with it, uh, since it broke out about four to five months or so ago. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, how much of, how much we, uh, we um, how much do we, we know about this killer uh, virus and how it has, you know, we, we're trying to deal with it as it were. And now, since there's no vaccine available, 
Um, <laughs> we also have seen an abundance of conspiracy theories, uh, mm -hmm. natural and uh, homemade remedies being offered as cures. There are indeed many questions than answers. So we want mm -hmm. you to feel free to share your thoughts and concerns as we proceed uh, with this program. Uh, my guest this morning is uh, a gentleman by name, Jason, his wife. Very, very young, uh, under 30 young man who is uh, in the medical school. Uh, he also happens to be uh, uh, a volunteer with the doctors of the world. Uh, so on this note, well, by the way, in terms of background, Jason is also a fifth-year student uh, of medicine at the FU. Um, uh, before he completed, uh, before that he did, a, he completed a bachelor's in psychobiology, which is similar to neuropsychology and psychology. So, well, he's into the you know uh, medical things. Um, so let me say, Jason, you are welcome this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yes, awesome. Um, let's begin this way. Uh, pretty much, we all have an idea about what coronavirus or COVID nineteen is. So, uh, but, but but I would like to for you to give a quickness, our listeners, a quick definition. And also tell us where it came from. I mean, you don't need to get too technical about it, but just say, you know, just brush over it and then tell us a little bit about what the disease is and where it came from. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the coronavirus is actually, uh, we, should, we should say the new coronavirus mm -hmm. because it belongs to a bigger group of coronaviruses. Right. And in the past, we had a SARS and a MERS outbreak, and those are also ex examples of other coronaviruses. Yes. Um, so this coronavirus is a new one. We don't know it yet. And it causes the disease COVID-19. That stands for coronavirus disease in 2019. Uh, because the first uh, person that got infected with the virus uh, was in China, in Wuhan. And that was last December in 2019. Um, and as you said, uh, not everything is known yet about this virus. Uh, still, a lot of researchers are investigating it, as right. to speak, actually. Um, but what the general idea is where it came from is that um, wild animals carry viruses. That's, uh, that's always the case. But when humans and animals come in contact with each other in close contact, then some viruses can uh, jump over mm -hmm. um, from the animals to the humans. And then sometimes this virus is also capable of spreading from humans to humans. Yeah. And, uh, we now think that that is what happened um, with the coronavirus as well. Okay. And it was transmitted from human to human. And uh, that is why the uh, World Health Organization called for a pandemic because the coronavirus called the global, uh, caused a global outbreak. Okay. So how may anyone avoid catching this virus? Um, yeah, so our government set uh, a lot of rules mm -hmm. about this, right. and those rules all are based on the entry points of the virus. So we can get infected by uh, by our eyes, our nose, and our mouth. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, if someone sneezes within uh, within one and a half meters from you, and that person is infected by the virus, then uh, particles with the virus, so little drops from the uh, from the throat of the person, yeah. can get into the air. 
and those drops can get into your nose, your mouth, or your eyes, and that is how you can get infected. Okay. That is why uh, we have to keep distance, so at least one and a half meters, which makes the chances lower that people get infected by it. Uh, also avoid going to crowded places and work from home as much as you can or stay at home as much as you can. Okay. Uh, but there's also an indirect way of getting uh, infected, which is, for example, if someone sneezes in their hand and they touch a and then if you touch that surface as well and then you touch your face, then you can also indirectly infect yourself. Yeah. By virus particles on your, ha- on your hands. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to cough and sneeze in your elbow always and to uh, desinfect your hands or wash your hands frequently. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's no that there's been a lot of education, information all over the place about some of these things. Uh, uh, you know, measures we all have to take to protect ourselves. And we thank God for that. Uh, but let me move on to some other perhaps controversial uh, issues playing out in society. Perhaps you can help to clear the air a little bit. Now, is it mm-hmm. true that doctors are being selective in their choice of who dies or who lives as a corona patient? Um, in some countries, this was the case. Like, for example, in northern Italy, where the healthcare system was uh, completely overrun, uh, they couldn't handle it anymore because there were so many patients. And then, sadly, at some point, they had to choose uh, which people uh, got more treatment and which couldn't go to the intensive care, for example. Mm. But in the Netherlands, that is not the case. Okay. And since we've already passed the first peak, uh, that is also not going to happen uh, unless there's going to be a second peak. But we will. Uh, uh, they are very closely focused on this. Mm. So it's unlikely for this to happen in the Netherlands. Okay, then that's very good news. Yes, definitely. Very good. Okay, so, and, and is it also true that doctors have been mandated by so-called higher powers to achieve a certain number of deaths through the coronavirus pandemic? Because there are some rumors, uh, you know, going about that uh, some people want a world population reduction. So mm. doctors have been secretly told to, you know, uh, achieve a certain number of deaths to reduce population uh, mm-hmm. using corona as a cover-up. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about that? Um, well, <laughs> uh, I also heard this rumor uh, that, that it's uh, uh, one one of the myths is that it uh, that it's for population control, and uh, you also already hear I think what you what I think about it because uh, I call it a myth. And I definitely believe that is the case. Um, because this this virus is a very real virus, and um, it is uh, caused by animals uh, coming in too close contact with people, and uh, it, it's not the case that this was uh, somehow developed uh, in a laboratory or um, or in some other way. Uh, so I would say that is definitely a myth. It is a myth. So the governments are not actually are trying to reduce population, um, you know, using this pandemic as a cover-up. No, definitely not. And also, if you think about the uh, huge economic um, the costs, uh, economic costs, costs mm-hmm. yeah, that it that it had, that is definitely not something that uh, that governments we'll, we'll uh, do. We'll, want to want yeah, to achieve. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that is very that, that's very clear and makes a lot of sense. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, so is it also true that people with normal flu or cold complaints are quickly suspected as COVID-19 patients and targets for quarantine without even detailed examination? Um, well, the government said that if you have symptoms of the that can fit to the common cold, that can also uh, fit to the coronavirus. Mm. So just to be sure, uh, if you sneeze or cough, for example, you need to stay at home until you are symptom-free for 24 hours. And that is just to make sure that if it is the coronavirus, you don't spread it uh, to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. So that is called home isolation, and that is just to prevent you from spreading the disease to other people. Okay, but uh, is it not also that, uh, you know, some health workers, uh, sometimes even GPs, are uh, mm -hmm. perhaps uh, taking on due advantage of this to avoid taking better care of their patients? Because I know of a case where a GP is supposed to see somebody and... And she, she, you know, didn't want to see the person. And she mm -hmm. had to arrange for a video conference to try to examine the patient and to and do all that. And eventually, she had to see the person because the, she had no other choice. And mm -hmm. the way she was acting, it was so so weird. I said, well, if the doctor can be so afraid of the disease, then mm -hmm. uh, that's, 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 you know, that looks scary for, for the patients and, uh, and uh, the doctor. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely a scary thought. Um, but if you, uh, so especially GPs, they have to be, be very careful because if they would get infected and they see a lot of other patients, yeah. that they can infect all of those other patients in theory. So that is why GPs are very careful with um, with seeing people in real life. Yeah. Um, and they choose to video call, for example, or yeah. call um, if it is not necessary yet to actually see the person. Mm -hmm. That is why they chose this. And that is to protect themselves, but also to protect uh, the patients. And that is just to be sure that they don't cause any more damage. And yeah, that is a very, uh, it is a scary thought. I agree with you. Uh, but it is just to be more cautious and uh, for the better, uh, the better good in the end. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, listeners, uh, this is a special health segment. Uh, we are having a reality check on uh, COVID-19. Uh, so if you have a question or remark, uh, feel free to give us a call on the studio line 020-737-1619. Uh, but if I may ask, uh, have you yourself come into contact with uh, somebody with COVID? Uh, not that I know of, no. Not no. yet. Okay. Not yet. No. You're basically involved in giving information about the, 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 the virus mm -hmm. at this yes. point in time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now let's talk about uh, masks. How useful or safe are masks? Uh, and, and in fact, you did mention something surgical masks. I, I don't know whether that is the same type that uh, ordinary people are supposed to use. Uh, but how useful or safe it is against the virus? And how useful can they be also, let's say, on a public transportation system? Can you discuss this a little for us? Yeah, this is a very important question because this is, of course, a hot topic now because the government decided that from the 1st of June, everyone has to wear mouth masks in public transport. Yeah. Um, so it's very good to know if this is actually working or what additional rules you have to uh, still stick to. 
So I, I indeed talked about surgical masks, yeah. but um, the, especially the surgical and the medical masks are preferably only used by medical staff. Mm -hmm. um, so it is better for us um, to not buy those masks because they, because they are scarce. We don't have enough in the Netherlands. Um, and it is better for medical staff to keep using them uh, because they come in contact also with the COVID-19 patients. Um, so for now, the government uh, advised us to uh, make masks ourselves mm -hmm. or to buy uh, single-use masks, for example, that are not medical or surgical. Yeah. And the most important thing to know about this is that it's primarily to prevent you from infecting others. So mm -hmm. if you have a mask, mask in front of your mouth and your nose the yeah. chances of you spreading the disease is less big yeah um but it is not to prevent you from getting sick because the mask doesn't uh, hold back all the virus particles so you can definitely still get infected if you wear the mask which is also why it is just an additional rule uh, next to the uh, other measures that we have in the netherlands like keeping your distance and it is not a replacement of those rules you still have to stick to the distance and all the other rules, also in the public transport, and even if you're wearing a good mask, mm. because it will not protect you against the virus. So it is just preventing the wearer from spreading the yes. disease. Yes. Now, if the wearer has no disease, then there is nothing to spread, isn't it? Yes, true. Yeah. So, so. But the fact is that we don't know that because even if you don't have uh, any complaints, even if you feel completely fine, it is still possible for you to have the coronavirus and you can still be contagious to other people, even if you don't notice anything yourself. Mm. Okay. And that is uh, probably what you're going to asymptomatic uh, uh, careers. Uh, those who have it but do not know, yes. they can spread it. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, there are different kinds of masks uh, available. Uh, the homemade ones as well. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of safety, uh what would you say about them because definitely the surgical ones must be more secure i suppose than maybe the home homemade ones uh, how mm -hmm. what would you say about the the, the difference uh, the grade the different qualities of uh, the masks that uh, are available to us now mm -hmm. well they actually the only masks that hold back the virus if if properly used are the ffp2 masks that are used in the hospital for example in the intensive care where uh, covid patients um, are. Um, so those are the only masks and those are um, saved for the medical staff. So uh, we, uh, per definition, if we buy or make a mask ourselves, they do not protect us. They and do not protect research us. research is, is, is limited about these masks uh, um, and about their effectiveness against the virus. Some research says that it pr protects for 95%, but other research says that it, that it lets 90% of the virus particles too. So I cannot answer you yet how effective these masks are. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but people are investigated, uh, investigating this as we speak. Um, so, but the, the most important thing is that uh, it is important to properly use the mask. So the proper use of it is, is uh, I really have to stress um, because if you, uh, if you wear the mask, uh, or if you make a mask yourself, yeah. first of all, you should always wash your hands or disinfect your hands with alcohol before you put it on your face. Mm 
Mm. Uh, so that is the first step. And then you put it on your face and you make sure that it covers your nose and uh, uh, your mouth completely. So make it uh, tight under your chin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do not touch anymore. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. who uh, still touch their masks and then, for example, touch their eyes. And then you can also still indirectly infect yourself mm. with your eyes. Um so leave, leave the mask alone if it's on your face. And then if you don't need it anymore, uh, you have to take it off. And then you have to either throw it away or uh, wash it. And then disinfect your hands again. And that proper use is really important because you can also make it more dangerous if you keep touching the mask uh, from the outside and then also touching your eyes because then the chances of you getting infected are even uh, larger. Uh, ha- have you... Yeah, you. I, I assume, I presume, you have been using the mask, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at work or something like that. Uh, how long can one wear a mask? Because I've tried putting on a mask; it's so uncomfortable, and you don't breathe well. But mm-hmm. the, the type you guys use in the hospitals, does it give you the freedom to breathe in and out comfortably? Uh, whilst you're busy with maybe a, a, with surgery or some other thing, uh, how mm-hmm. comfortable it is? Can you tell me the experience? Uh, well, in my experience, masks are never comfortable because I also experience um, even if you wear the FFP2 mask, so the the masks that really uh, close everything off, uh, but also the surgical masks, they all uh, make breathing a little bit harder. Mm. Um, it shouldn't be the case that you have a lot of trouble with breathing w- uh, when you wear it, because then you need to check if your mask is good or if, it, if it's maybe too tight. But in my experience, masks, um, whatever kind you wear, are always a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and in terms of how long you should use them, um, if you are in a bigger risk or from of spreading the virus, for example, in small uh, spaces like, like public transport, try to, uh, or you have to, from the 1st of June, uh, wear it d- during the whole um, travel time. Um, but try to wear it uh, as long as you as you may spread the disease. Um, hmm. And then take it off and and, uh, um, and try to recover a little bit. But again, it shouldn't be the case that you are very short of breath if you're wearing the mask. That is not, uh, then there's probably something wrong with the mask. There are masks, homemade masks, which uh, people have, you know, we've been taught to make. You take a piece of handkerchief or a piece of uh, whatever, head, head, I mean, yeah, some kind of handkerchief or cloth. You can mm-hmm. easily fold and, you know, put uh, elastic bands at the ends and all that. How, what do you say about those bands? How safe are they and how, how comfortable also are they to wear them? Uh, they are masks anyway, but in terms of, comfort and sense of okay, safety, mm-hmm. what would you say about them? Because some, um, some people would say, oh, I better buy the one that's on the market, but you you don't really get to see those ones. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, because there are a lot of types uh, of masks that people can make themselves. I also heard that uh, people make it from Hoover bags sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So I can't um, answer you this for, for all of the different types of masks, but what is what is the case? So for all of those masks that you make yourself, they do not protect uh, you from the virus. Maybe they hold back uh, some particles. Yeah. Uh, that can definitely be true. But how many particles is not yet known. 
Um, so they, uh, that is the most important to, uh, thing to know about these masks, that they will not protect you against the uh, virus completely. Uh, so regardless of what kind of mask you wear, you always have to stay uh, at a distance from people okay. and apply the rules that, that, that I talked about earlier. Yeah. For, practically speaking, for what duration can a person wear a mask? I don't know how long you have worn yours, uh, maybe in the hospital or wherever. Is it up to mm -hmm. an hour or less or more? How is that? Um, some people in the hospital, they even wear it uh, uh, until um, uh, lunchtime, for example. So, for example, the, the uh, half of the day or maybe sometimes even the whole day. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, I think in, in this respect, it is important to listen to your own body. And if you feel like um, uh, you start feeling unwell because of it, then definitely take it off. Go to a place where it's uh, where it's less crowded, for example, uh, where you can breathe uh, uh, safely. Yes, and yes. then just take it off and uh, take care of your body and listen to your own body. I think that is the best advice that I can give you. Okay, you were mentioning a type of mask you use. Is that what do you call it again? The medical type? Yeah, the medical masks and the surgical uh, surgical masks. What's it called? You were mentioning. Uh, oh, the the FFP2 mask. What, say it again. Uh, FFP2 mask. FFP2. Okay, never heard that anyway. There's one they call N95. Which one is that? Uh, N95. I am not familiar with. I can look it up. Okay. All right. But definitely there are types which protect it better against the virus. Is that true? Uh, the N95 mask? Not, well, I don't know, but apparently there are some, uh, some types of masks which protect better mm -hmm. against the virus. Yes, yes. So, for example, the FFP2 mask mm -hmm. um, and also FFP3 mask. So, th those are different degradations of or gradations of the, uh, the protectiveness of the masks. Yes. Um, they can protect against the virus if properly used. So they close, uh, you have to tighten them, them to your face. Yeah. And then they close off all the little holes that might uh, be there surrounding your nose and your mouth. And they also have a filter in them that holds back the virus. Yeah. Um, but okay. those uh, fully protect against the virus. Okay. Awesome. If you're listening to the show, you would like to have ask a question, ask the, the doctor, uh, I'll guess the question, please go ahead and do so. The studio line is open. Okay, and um, how big is the chance that someone will catch the virus through their eyes or nose or even mouth? Mm -hmm. How big is yeah, it? this is a very important question, especially now we're talking about the use of masks because they, of course, only cover your nose and your mouth. Yeah. Uh, but the third entry point is your eyes. So even if you wear a mask and even if that would protect you against the virus completely, then you can still get infected through your eyes. Mm. Um, and that is, for example, if someone sneezes or coughs within one and a half meters from you and uh, that person is infected by the virus, those virus particles can also go into your eyes and infect you in this way. Mm -hmm. um, and in the case of public transport, for example, so you're in a small space with a lot of people, yeah. if everyone would wear a mask, mm -hmm. um, then 
everyone protects other people from, from infecting yeah. um, them, uh, which means that not a lot of particles are in the air, in theory, of course, because um, yeah. if you properly use the, your mask, then you breathe out, or when you sneeze or cough, less particles come into the air, yeah. uh, which also makes it less likely that those particles will go into your eyes. Um, so in this case, I, I think um, you are... Uh, well protected, not completely, definitely not, but if everyone wears this, the chances are definitely lower that you will get infected through your eyes. Mm -hmm. Now, from a scientific point of view, can you explain to us how the virus travels from an infected eye to the lungs? Mm -hmm. Because we know that the disease affects the lungs, so can you trace the connection for us very well? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so um, if you uh, if the virus comes in contact with uh, a certain type of tissue in your body, so the, the more wet tissue, to say it like this, mm -hmm. so for example, of your nose or of your eyes or your mouth, yeah. then uh, it can travel, uh, it can be uh, taken into your blood, for example, and it can travel uh, through your body. And in this way, because COVID um, uh, or the coronavirus especially attaches to certain receptors, we call them, yeah. uh, in the lungs, um, so there is a high affinity between the receptor and the and the coronavirus. They fit well to each other, yeah. um, especially in the lungs and in the upper airways. And that is how the virus attaches in in the lungs and in the upper airways. And there it can cause damage. And uh, um, that is that is how we can get symptoms uh, of, for example, coughing and shortness of breath because the virus uh, goes there. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that if it enters through the eye, the, let's say the wet parts of the body, like the, through the eye, it mm -hmm. hits and enters the bloodstream, it heads straight into the lungs on the in the uh, airways. Uh, yeah, in some cases that is that is the case. Yeah, definitely. But in, for the coronavirus, some people also experience uh, gut problems, um, so for example, diarrhea. Uh, which also means that it, it sometimes it doesn't only go to the lungs and the upper airways, but but can also go to other places like the gut. Other places like what? Uh, the gut. Oh, the guts. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. yes. Speaking of the guts, we have heard that. Uh, I mean, if somebody, let's say, breathes in uh, the virus, if they mm -hmm. swallow something, if they eat, and it goes into their guts, I mean, the acid will destroy. So there's no way it's going to go further. You know, mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. it enters their gut, it's going to be destroyed. Is that true? Um, well, there is still research being done about this, so I, I can't be 100% sure about this. Um, they're still investigating it, uh, how it can go to the gut and how it can be expressed. But in general, a virus cannot survive in the stomach acid because it is too uh, too much acid for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, beautiful. Now, at this juncture, let's take a short musical break. And uh, during that time, of course, our, our listeners are free to give us a call if they have questions or remarks. Okay, so please stand by. cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold, and the number of affected countries has tripled. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
This is our special segment on uh, having a relative check with COVID-19. And so uh, if you have questions for our guests, uh, has, uh, Jason Van Hesselweit, uh, you can just uh, throw in your questions or remarks. Uh, he'll be more than glad to answer you. In the meanwhile, uh, we have a short musical break here. So enjoy the music. Okay, so then, Jason, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, excellent. Um, I hope you enjoy that music. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> no, I, I, on a lighter note, I think this thing has brought a lot of creativity all over the place. Everybody's doing something to, to say what they know, <laughs> to share their piece of knowledge and experience. Uh, some are a bit exaggerated, some are really over the top, and... Uh, 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 but somehow, you know, the awareness is uh, everywhere. People are talking about it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's good in certain ways. Of course, we have to be careful about some mm-hmm. of the exaggerations and some of the, uh, you know, things people are saying which really makes no sense. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, have you had any experience with some of these stories which maybe kind of well, perhaps at best, made you laugh? <laughs> Some of the. Sorry, I didn't quite hear you. I said, uh, I said, did you come across some of these uh, stories about Corona? Some of these uh, issues, some of these things about the virus, which probably made you laugh. Maybe the way it has to be treated, or some of the exaggerations that people are carrying <laughs> all over the place. Yes. Yeah, I've I've seen some uh, some of uh, some movies and little stories come by. Yes, it's uh, it's it's really I really enjoy 
Uh, of course, if if you know that people take it seriously, but they make jokes about it, then then of course it's it's fully enjoyable. I have yeah. a lot of creativity passing by. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least it helps us to get through these stressful times, you know, with some humor, and I think yes. that's that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's very important, also. Uh-huh. Yeah. By the way, there is what is called physical distance and also social distancing. Uh, I do. Are they the same or different things? Um, yeah, so these are terms that are uh, often confused with each other and uh, people don't really know what they mean. Um, practically, they mean the same. So they both uh, refer to the fact that you have to stay uh, at a distance from uh, of one and a half meters from, from other people. Um, I definitely get the confusion because social distancing might, uh, uh, people might interpret it in a way that you can't have social contact anymore. Uh, that is not the case. Um, you definitely can have social contact, but just you just have to do it, for example, online or at a distance from each other. Yeah. Uh, so physical distancing is the preferred term because it, it better reflects that yeah. one and a half meters distance, yeah, 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 physical okay. distance that you need to take. Okay, okay, that's clear. I think they, they, they both mean the same thing. Uh, it's a matter of semantics here. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super. Um, now, what about the symptoms? Um, what are the what are mild and what are severe symptoms as far as this uh, virus is concerned? Um, yeah. So the mild symptoms are symptoms that can also uh, fit to the common cold or the flu. Um, so, for example, uh, a blocked or runny nose, you can uh, sneeze, uh, or you have a sore throat. Um, you have a mild cough, so definitely not a lot of coughing, but but a little bit of coughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a headache. Some people feel uh, tired. Some people, like I just said, uh, have diarrhea or infected oh. eyes. Okay. And people with coronavirus sometimes also uh, mention that they have uh, had a loss of taste, and smell, and those are all symptoms that belong to the mild symptoms. So they don't. They are not not very dangerous, um, and you can overcome those uh, if they don't. Uh, turn into severe symptoms, yeah. and the coronavirus can cause a lung infection, and that can gives you give you severe symptoms like a fever, mm-hmm. and that is a body temperature above 38 degrees. Uh, you can experience a lot of coughing and shortness of breath, uh, and feeling extremely tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. And those are also reasons to consult a doctor if you experience those symptoms. Okay. Now, the, we've all known about the 14-day period within which something must happen. Uh, c- can you tell us, straight from the beginning, that somebody, you know, gets infected? Uh, so within 14 days, what, is, what should happen? And is it, is it possible, is it uh, the fact that it must happen within 14 days? Can it go beyond 14 days or, happen, or happen, even happen before the 14 days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good question because that that is there's a lot of difference in uh, the expression of the coronavirus. Uh, like I said, some people don't show any symptoms. Some people show uh, symptoms very late or very early. So the 14 days is a is a general uh, 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 an average. Yeah. Um, and the most typical development of the virus, but it is definitely possible that after those 14 days, you can still um, show symptoms. Mm. Um, but the most uh, typical is that if people get infected, seven days or five to seven days after they they start showing symptoms, and mm. then two weeks, so those 40 days after, um, 
people end up in the hospital if they cannot overcome the disease themselves. Mm. So, so if someone has uh, symptoms, you you think that within a space of let's say three weeks or maximum one month, the person could become critical. Is that how it goes? It can, it, that can be the case, yeah. But uh, for uh, most people that get the, the virus, they uh, they only have mild symptoms, so they don't have to go to the hospital. Mm. Um, but for for a part, a smaller part of the of the people, they can get severe symptoms uh, and then also have to go to the hospital. And that is usually within fourteen uh, days. Okay, can you make clear one more time the distinction between mild symptoms and severe symptoms? Mm-hmm. Yes, mild symptoms are symptoms that you can also have, um, for example, if you have the common cold or the flu, uh, which is a runny nose and sneezing, a sore throat, uh, some headache, Mm -hmm. and a mild cough. And you can feel a little bit tired, um, but um, a general guideline could be that if you uh, feel like you can overcome the disease just by resting, so have sleep, for example, and after that you feel a little bit better with a little bit more strength, then you probably have mild symptoms. But if that will not work for you and your your body cannot fight it uh, yourself, then uh, you probably have severe symptoms. So that can be a general guideline. Um, But you can also online uh, check all the mild versus the severe symptoms and uh, check the boxes if you you have, if you experience those symptoms or not. uh, again, so severe symptoms, you really feel extremely tired and yeah. you don't feel well at all. Okay. You experience a lot of coughing and you have trouble with breathing. Wow. And that is not the case yet with mild symptoms. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, um, is testing available for anyone who needs them and at what price? Um, in, so for now, the testing uh, is not available for everyone yet. For now, only the uh, the health professions and the contact professions, like barbers, for example, they can get tested mm. if, they, um, if they show symptoms. But in June, um, testing will be available for everyone who has COVID-19 symptoms. So those can be mild symptoms, but also severe symptoms. Mm. And it is free of charge. So free you don't have to pay for the test. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. So, is there any use uh, for testing when one has no symptoms? Um, that depends on the on the test. Um, and usually, if you have symptoms, you the test is uh, more likely to uh, uh, to to be more valid, so to be more uh, trustworthy. Um, if you don't have any complaints at all, or if you had complaints, but it is uh, already getting better, then the chances are higher that the test is 100% correct. So the test is more correct if you have shim- symptoms at, the, at that time. Um, but the tests uh, in general are not 100% um, reliable. Um, but if you have those symptoms, then there is, there is, it is more reliable than if you don't. Okay, that was yeah. really that's really the question I was going to ask you next because, um, yeah, if some somebody is in the health uh, service, health sector, somebody mm-hmm. it's uh, in the working in the saloon, you come mm-hmm. in contact with different people, uh, yeah, uh, you know, so they could be free of the virus one day and maybe the next day they could get infected. 
So how mm-hmm. can they guarantee their own well-being, you know, in this kind of situation? Is it that they must plan to get tested from time to time? Or how, they, how should they go about this? Yeah, I definitely understand this question. And um, it is not an ideal situation because if people already have symptoms that they can't get tested, but if they don't yet, they can uh, be infected and spread it potentially. But it is not yet known. So that is something that makes this difficult, this virus very difficult to handle because, uh, and it's also other uh, different from other viruses. Um, so that is not an ideal situation. I agree with you. And uh, it is true what you say. So if you don't show symptoms yet and you didn't get tested yet, then you don't know that you have the virus. So in theory, you can just still spread it to other people. Mm. Yeah, but in the, uh, for example, barbers and also healthcare professions, they wear mouth masks and gloves. Uh, sometimes they also wear those protective screens in front of their faces. Yeah. So they do take measures to make sure or, uh, that the chances are lower that they spread the virus to other people. Right. Okay, so what about home remedies? Uh, do you know some? <laughs> I don't know. Well, as, as a medical person, you probably wouldn't recommend that, but. Uh, I mean, uh, on a more non-professional or informal level, do you know of some some remedies that you have had people have used and it worked for them? Mm. Um, I don't know about the effectiveness of them, but I have heard some uh, some remedies that people use. So I've heard about the tea with ginger and lemon, for example. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would say about this that it is definitely healthy for you because it's... Mm-hmm. but it will not protect you against the virus. Yeah, That is one thing that is very sure. Um, I also read something yesterday about the neem tree. Yeah. Um, and for this, I would this uh, I would not advise you to use it because it is also uh, known for uh, side effects, uh, especially in children and in, the, uh, and in pregnant women or fertile women. It is uh, It can be dangerous if you use it. And one thing that is sure is that it doesn't protect you against the coronavirus. So I would advise you not to use it. Um, how is the name tree used? How, yeah. how is the name tree used? Do you know? Did you what did they, what did uh, what you read tell tell you? Uh, I heard something about uh, um, uh, boiling it so that you can breathe in the uh, the steam the of steam. it, for yes, example. Yes, yes. But I believe that there are different ways of using it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not familiar with, uh, like you said, with these with these remedies. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, but I definitely uh, read some side effects and also bad side effects, so yeah. I would not advise you to use it. Okay. All right. But I think one of the main things that people ought to be doing, uh, perhaps you're going to you can elaborate more on that, is uh, how to boost their immune system because uh, mm-hmm. if the person's immune system is strong enough, it can ward off the virus, isn't it? Yeah, if you're young and you don't have any other underlying disease, uh, you're more likely to uh, uh, to be able to overcome the disease by yourself. Yes. So aren't there some supplements and stuff people can be using to boost their immune system against the virus or, or overcoming them? Um, you don't have to use supplements uh, necessarily. If you have a, a variety uh, of food, so a, a varied diet, and uh, you have some physical exercise every day, uh, they say at least 30 minutes. Mm. Um, 
So make sure your body is in a good shape and you're healthy. Mm. Um, smoking, for example, you uh, that is worse for coronavirus or uh, viruses in general, other diseases in general. So make sure you have a healthy lifestyle. Mm. Uh, so physical exercise to summarize, uh, a good diet, uh, fruits, vegetables, and a lot of a lot of different kinds of of fruits so that you can get enough vitamins of, of different kind of vitamins and also make sure you don't drink too much alcohol and you don't smoke mm-hmm. those are things that are very important to boost your, your uh, immune, system. Uh, immune system in a in a natural way yeah doctors always tell us not to smoke not to drink <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh I have heard that vitamin C and zinc are very good uh, you know boosters of immunity Mm-hmm. Is that true or not? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, but the the fact is that if you have a healthy diet, so a varied diet, you already get enough vitamin C mm. uh, and zinc, for example, system. Uh, so then you don't have to use extra. Okay. Yeah. Now, finally, um, if someone has symptoms, symptoms, mm-hmm. but is scared to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. what, what must they do? And is it dangerous for them to go to the hospital? Um, so if someone has symptoms of of coronavirus, yes. um, but he's scared to go because he thinks it's gonna they're gonna be uh, maybe quarant quarantine or something, mm-hmm. or they're gonna yeah. be you know they're gonna get a stigma and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand this. Uh, this this is a scary thing. Uh, but first of all, I want to say that the hospital is not a dangerous place. Um, Because if you have corona symptoms and you need medical help, then uh, then it is very good to go to the hospital because there you can get the medical support your body needs to overcome the disease. And the so- sooner you get that medical help, the better it is for you and your body. Um, which is make I really want to stress that it it is very important to to go to the hospital or to first of course in the in the Netherlands you have to call the GP the, so the family doctor first yeah and they will admit you to the hospital if it is necessary um, but the, what is actually more dangerous is if you if you have the disease and you need the medical help and you do not go to the hospital because then you can still spread the disease to other people mm-hmm. and um, Also, you need the medical help, and if you don't get it, that is worse for your body. Yeah. Um, so I understand the concern, and there are also people that you can talk about um, uh, about your concerns with. Um, and uh, in general, I would say be be very open about it. It is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Um, everyone can get it. There is no exception. Uh-huh. Uh, and go, go seek medical help if you need it Absolutely. for yourself, but also for other people. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You said it all. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. I do have to, uh, because earlier we talked about the uh, the way that the virus can spread. Yeah. And the coronavirus is actually not a virus that can spread through the bloodstream. It goes into your cells, and in your cells it can multiply. Yeah. So that is just a correction that I want to make on myself because I didn't uh, tell you correctly before. There are viruses that can spread through the bloodstream. Coronavirus is not one of them. So how does it spread? You said it goes into the cell. Can you repeat that in again? So it's clear to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, in your mouth, and then there are a lot of cells in your mouth, and if that if the virus gets into your mouth, it, it gets into your cells, 
and then it multiplies in these cells and then eventually the cells break yeah. and then the, the virus can spread to other cells. And this is how it spreads itself through the cells in your body and then especially for the coronavirus in your lungs and in the upper airways. Wow. Hmm. Well, on this note, let me thank you so much, Jason, for an elaborate discussion. Uh, thank you for communicating and giving us knowledge. And uh, I hope our listeners also enjoyed your discussion and the knowledge you have brought to us today. I hope so too. Thank, thank you very much for having so me. Much. And I want to wish you a lovely day. And hopefully we'll have you back some other time. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, hopefully we'll have you back some other time. I said, hopefully we'll have you back some other time. Oh, yes, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully too. I would be open to it. Thank you very Thank much. Bye-bye then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Jason Van Hazelwijk, a fifth-year medical student of the view, and who has been helping with doctors of the world, especially in these times of crisis and uh, fear and uncertainty. We appreciate people like him on the front line, helping us all. Thank you very much, Jason. God bless you. And now our time is up. We want to thank you so much for uh, your company. And I want to wish you well. Stay safe. I think we'll come your way again next week. God bless. Be courageous and carry on. To fear, fear not the solution. Just take the precautions. Wear your mask and wash your hands. Don't let people shake your hands. Life ya, jari ne, akun ne mi di ko mache ba yari ne afayeti because Corona tifiche. Idam baka jinda ine soka jeka galiketa make it not a waste. We just support each other and together we go make up, make up. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face. Be cautious with the virus of this place.